Podcast in the world, episode six. Um, I, Fletcher, you're itching to open this can of water, so I'm, let's. I'm itching to time honor tradition here. Have All you guys right. heard of boxed water? <laughs> Powdered water? Just add water. <laughs> time honor tradition here. Okay, we, uh, today we raise our aluminum cans to aluminum. It's really handy. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, these do not have a very good, like, opening sound. No, that we should have shaken them up a little bit. Make sure you guys buy American. It's yeah. carbonated water. Water in a can. <laughs> water in a can, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's Dutch for... Oh, yeah, I forgot how weird these taste. It's not bad. It's just so unique. Um, <laughs> and awful. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, um, so we have nothing to talk about, so we're going to end this one in the next 25 <laughs> seconds. Uh, but just wanted to check in. Just Say wanted hi. to let you Make know. Make sure all uh, you listeners are doing well. Here. Our lives are great. How have you guys been? You been good? <laughs> you want to... Been well. Talk about it? Been very well. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What's new? What's new in the social sphere? So, uh, I think we have a lot of things coming up this week. We have celebrity news. We have updates to some social media platforms. We got we got lots to fill you in on this week. There's good content. All right, Fletcher, why don't you just go ahead and take it away? You know you're not going to be able to hold this in very long. <laughs> okay, Prodigal Sam. Okay, okay Prodigal Sam. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> just been itching. <laughs> so, uh, for all of you loyal listeners to the podcast, you know I just totally despise and so does the Twitter world despises this guy prodigal sam um actually enough people have finally gotten to him that he deactivated his twitter account this week so if you follow prodigal sam you won't get any more cheesy stolen tweets about hipsters and priuses crashing into each other and drinking at starbucks yeah so i mean i guess if you've missed fletcher complaining about this for the last 36 days I mean, that's probably even, well, no, that's probably not even enough. We're on our sixth podcast. And I was complaining about it long before this podcast. Yeah. So, Prodigal Sam was someone who sort of repurposed famous tweets, um, comedic tweets. You could look through, I mean, unless you're Fletcher, you probably would have looked through his, like, his uh, tweet, what is it? Timeline? So, yeah, I want to say timeline. His, his tweet, tweeted, tweet line? His tweet line, and people would have probably said, like, oh, he's really funny, whatever. But the thing is, he would tweet the same thing in, like, five different ways, and those things were all just stolen from other people in the first place. Yeah, or he would tweet something like, oh, a flock of pigeons just, or, oh, Mumford and Sons just walked into Starbucks. Oh, wait, no, it's just a flock of pigeons. And then, like, a month later would do the same tweet or say, Oh, um, Edward Sharp just walked into Starbucks. Oh, no, just a flock of dirty pigeons. Like, the exact same tweet. He would just, like, change names in it and, like, just do the same tweet every month. So that way, new followers, quote-unquote, could see his good material. And how many Twitter followers did he have? Uh, He had close to 130,000 by the time he turned off his Twitter account. So it was enough that he was... 
he gained en- enough publicity and notoriety that people started calling him out for his tweets. Um, yeah, so, like, if you missed it, we conversed about this a couple weeks back, or was it not last week, but the week before, and that inspired us to challenge ourselves to try and steal people's tweets with, like, see if, you know, if we stole a really great tweet, does it matter that it's a great tweet? Would we all of a sudden just be, would we just be inundated with faves and retweets? (laughs) And the answer was no. Mm -hmm. I actually got several in real life faves because I had a couple of people be like, man, you've been really funny on Twitter Ouch. this week. <laughs> so, that burns. Yeah. 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 So, someone that like didn't fave the tweet or retweet it was just like, oh, I thought this was really funny. Like I showed it to my roommate and we were laughing about it. Man, that really, really says that you are not as good as uh, <laughs> other people out there. So I'm typically not that funny, but when I steal tweets and pawn them off as my own... But that was the whole thing about Prodigal Sam. He was pawning things off as his own, and everyone thought he was the funny one. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, I, th- I, I, I don't know if maybe this says something that, like, maybe he was able to pick better tweets than we were or something like that, but it also sort of shows me that it's not about an individual, like, really great joke. Like, you're never going to make it, like, huge with one really good joke, despite the viral nature of Twitter. Like, mm. like you're not going to get lots of followers from one great tweet. You're going to get, you're going to have to be consistent over time, and people are going to have to see you. I will, I will maybe negate that comment in just one instance, um, where using the same joke over and over has become like the funny joke behind a, a certain Twitter account. There's a Twitter account that's at Cat Will Ferrell. It's like supposed to be a, a mashup of Cat Williams and Will Ferrell. But if anyone on Twitter, if you've ever seen like the 10 years ago, we had Johnny Cash, Steve Jobs, and Bob Hope, Bob Hope, and now we have no jobs, no cash, no hope. That's literally everything he tweets. That's the only joke he ever tweets. And he like, <laughs> he calls out other people for doing that tweet, saying they stole it from him. Or like, he'll just get on a random hashtag and it'll be like, Hashtag things I did on Wednesday. Ten years ago, we had Steve Jobs, Bobo. So that's like the ongoing joke. And he probably has 15,000 followers. And that's the only thing he ever tweets is variations of the same joke. But that's the only instance I've seen where that doing one thing because he's made like a sarcastic joke out of it. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that just sort of has to do a little bit with being consistent with it. I don't know. Like, um... I mean, that's an example of weird Twitter, which was our our challenge this week. Um, did you end up doing anything um, in that realm? Uh, weird tweets are just, uh, they're just so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not weird enough, We're not I guess. weird. We're just <laughs> handsome gents. Um, we will, along with this podcast, though, like we talked about last week, um, we will put together a list of our top weird Twitter accounts so you can go follow and kind of... If you don't understand this whole weird Twitter realm, you can go check it out and kind of get into it. But they have a lot of recurring jokes, and a lot of it is kind of an inside joke type of situation. So you have to dig dig into it a while to really get where people are coming from. But it's really funny once you do. Yeah, I agree. Um, but so I I wrote some some content this week doing weird Twitter, and I found what actually happened out of this whole thing. 
was that I only just made pretty, like, my weird tweets, there was, like, maybe two or three of them, and they were fine, and they actually had, like, I mean, I don't know how you classify, like, successful. I had two retweets and two favorites on one, and I didn't lose any followers, and I had, like... Nobody insulted me in person about it. Yeah. (laughs) One favorite on my... I thought this was pretty good. It's, you know, teach me how to jerk. And I put it in quotation marks, and I said, teach me how to jerk. And then I attributed it to confrontational dance student. But I only got one favorite. No, I got good. a lot of replies though. Didn't I did, it? yeah. Deserve more. It took me a second to uh, catch the joke on your on your other weird Twitter one, the uh, magic. Yeah, yeah. The no okay, pain. so this is the one. Asterix magic school bus travels through Arnold's circulatory system. Watch out! Oh my God! Bus explodes. Never use the Lord's name in vain. And vain is spelled V-E-I-N. And I got three retweets and six favorites, which is successful for a stupid joke. But what I found it's is... It's a clever even joke, though. It's a stupid clever joke, joke that you had to be smart to understand. <laughs> yeah, weird, right? <laughs> for a stupid joke that Dean had to take a while to understand. Um, but what I found, actually, was that even in just knowing that I was going to do this challenge, the whole week I've been just tweeting, like, popsicle jokes. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, it's been... It's been a confusing time for my Twitter followers. <laughs> but I think, I'm at the all-time high of this podcast right now. Hmm. Yeah, so... You want to give us a number? Then? I'm at uh, 1983, up from 1980. Well, it's like a snapshot, right? Like, yeah. I'll tweet one thing and I'll lose 10 followers and tweet one <laughs> thing and gain 10 followers. But uh, um, an interesting app that I downloaded recently... Um, tells me who, who like who new followers are and who unfollows me too. Oh, I need that. What's um, it called? Uh, let's see. This is probably important for you all to know as yeah. well. Um, I think it's just called Find Unfollow. But is it a good app? Yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, it's got a great design. Good design. You go in there and like you update it, and it'll say who's unfollowed you, and then. I found that you know, oh, was this just like some trash account? Was this like my friend that got annoyed with me? Like, who is this so I can call them out later on? (laughs) Oh, this changes the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say this is a game changer. I'm just going (laughs) to say it changes the game. (laughs) Um, It changes a game, for sure. Some games. Uh, I found the equivalent of, uh, for Instagram, and it was a, gave me a list of people that had unfollowed me. And some of it was very surprising. I... I was like, really? We could lose real friends this thought way. We were, uh, thought we were friends. <laughs> thought maybe you deleted your account. Nope. Still going strong. Ooh, that's Following stinks. other people. Yep. No, I will not follow this app. Okay. This is good. It's going to show new followers, users who unfollowed me. Users not following me back is a little... Uh... That's good. And then there's one, like, other ones, like, people that follow you that you're also not following. But, I mean, who cares about following other people? It's all about the money, right? Do I buy it for $3.99? $3.99? Um, well, for the podcast, guys. It's for the it's for the band. It's for the band. I, I paid for it because there's, like, some other options that it, like, lets you do. But does it give you a $4 gift card to <laughs> Best Buy? Because... <laughs> okay, so the But, answer's... in general, if you go download the free app, you can use it... Find everyone that unfollows you, and it's fine. It'll just, like, show advertisements and stuff. 
Okay, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rock it old school. Um, kind of get a feel for who doesn't like you based on human interactions. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like by the end of this podcast, I'll know which one of you two doesn't follow me. Back. So when <laughs> when Michael Pankhurst unfollows me, I'll know. Ooh, that's gonna burn. Yeah. I don't think his dad follows me back. Pretty sad. <laughs> um. Okay. So what else? What do we want to talk about? Okay, so, well, we're still kind of in the Twitter realm. Um, there's There's been some controversy lately about celebrities on Twitter mm-hmm. and things that they endorse and how, how that should be handled. Yeah, so uh, there's, I just read an article this week about uh, celebrities that tweet out endorsements for products that they were paid for. And they don't ever have to mention on Twitter right now that they were paid for this, but they could be advertising to 12 million people mm-hmm. Uh, getting free flights, getting free clothes, getting free cameras, whatever. And uh, I mean, like, we don't have a disclaimer for telling you that we're drinking Heineken. Right, because we're not. We're just drinking water to Ken. For drinking Dasani. We're water and Ken. <laughs> that's how, that's what, it's actually called Hein. And it's Heinen de Ken. <laughs> Hein is the Dutch word for water, as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know that one. Right. Um, trust our, trust our our local foreigner. I know he knows. He knows yeah. all languages. Uh, I can taste it. It's water. <laughs> it does taste like water. <laughs> I'm with you all the way there. Uh, I kind of thought that, <laughs> to be honest, I thought that was going to be a little broader of a subject, but I feel like we kind of whizzed right no, through no. that. Are we done? No, I have things I to say. Have, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Hit me with your best no, shot. Okay, we're okay. done. Anyway, I'll just... No, just <laughs> Man, I can't believe how done we are. Well, I... Okay, so, you know, I'm kind of newer to Twitter, and so I don't even have this kind of historical random list of people that I... Uh, was following, I kind of had to decide all at once who, what Twitter accounts to follow. So, um, I kind of, you know, it recommends people to me, the people that my friends are following. Some are celebrities, some are random people. Uh, and so, you know, I need, I wanted some content coming in through my feed, so I would, I would uh, click on them, read some of the content, and I found an alarming amount of things which were blatantly just, you know, them plugging different um, apps or or startups or whatever, and it made me really not want to follow their account at all. Anyway, I was just like, okay, there's someone who has managed to get a large following on Twitter, and then what they're doing with that is just product placement because, I mean, you can't probably earn some money that way. Right, that actually kind of reminds me of one of the one of the most famous Twitter uh, users there is is Ashton Kutcher, right. and he just sort of jumped on first, and he really is like probably close to like ninety percent like advertising. Exactly. He's got like twelve yeah. or thirteen million followers, and yeah, and he's got, he's got what like ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, so he's not doing well for himself. To he clearly needs the money, but, but but he does invest in a lot of like tech startups and stuff like that. So I'm sure all the time that's like what he's plugging. You know, right? And actually, one of the things that this article was about was him explicitly uh, doing that, even on his shows, that he would take his like MacBook or whatever on Two and a Half Men, and he was so 
like surprised. He was like so like pop. Not I don't know like proud. He was proud because he put startup stickers for things that he was like a venture capitalist in on his computer, and it would run on two and a half men sometimes. Oh. And like once they finally found out because he said it in an interview or something, uh, they started blurring it out. But like even like that attitude is just like kind of amazing to me. Like yeah. like he. I can kind of understand that because he's like he's legitimately backing those companies, so like he wants them to do well, right? Like because that's going to be beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's other people that you know tweet about products that they use all the time, and you know, it's it's like it's hard to tell. I know um, there's a really like famous base jumper that I follow um, that like GoPro gives him free cameras and stuff to go on trips. But he, like, goes above and beyond instead of just being like, look at this cool camera GoPro gave me to film this video. He, like, actually uses that stuff, and he makes these, like, crazy setups, and he goes and, like, swims with sharks and jellyfish and, like, uses them when he base jumps. And so, like, yeah, he kind of uses it, uses it in a way where I can tell he doesn't, like, care about the money. He's actually like, man, this is a cool product. Like... Even if GoPro didn't give these to me, I would buy these anyway because I use them in really unique ways. But sure. there are definitely other, you know, other celebrities sure. that, you know, can abuse it. Like, oh, thanks, I got my free flight. I'm Miley Cyrus. Or hey, so endorsement itself has been around forever, right? And I mean, is you know, I guess is what's new about this the fact that it's less obvious when they're being paid for it or not because if presumably if you see an athlete on a commercial you don't think oh they decided to create this commercial that guy loves yeah they love it so much that they (laughs) created this commercial themselves uh but at the same time if there are all these endorsements paid or not coming from coming from celebrities on twitter it can be i mean i think it might be just kind of eye-opening for for people to be like, okay, wait, this person, yeah, they're an actor, but like, wh- like, why do I, like, should I be taking everything they're saying uh, seriously? You know, should I be trying to do the same things as them? Right. And it almost like kind of brings things out into the light a little bit, and you're like, well, I don't, you know, they're just. Well, a sometimes they even wonder, you know, on some of those accounts, like, yeah, maybe the actual star, whoever it is, uses that account and has access to it, but. I'm sure somewhere along the line, there's a publicist, there's yeah. a manager, you know, there's there's other people using that account that's yeah. not just them. Yeah, I mean, I've I've tweeted for big companies before, and part of that is like, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's structured, but like I've never tweeted something someone said to tweet on my own Twitter account, mm-hmm. and like all the publicists in the world could try and make my person tweet out this thing and it would seem like really like inauthentic like mm-hmm. i can give you an example actually um there's this thing called bespoke post mm-hmm. and it's this you spend like i think it's like 40 or 35 dollars a month and they send you 40 to like 35 dollars worth of of stuff every month mm-hmm. and it's cool stuff and like i got this like really awesome like sort of like like i don't know what you'd call it like a like a bathroom kit that had like really cool like I don't know like like a good soap like a manly good soap yeah. and like a good like brush a good everything 
and it was like a ton of cool stuff in this like canvas bag and yeah. I really liked it and yeah, I I've heard really that. liked the service and I also knew if somebody signed up using one of my links I'd get $25 and I'm like that's a pretty good incentive sure. so I wanted to try tweeting it out and just say like I actually really like what I got and like you know if you want to you know grab yeah. this like you should yeah. but like I tweeted it out and it seemed like an advertisement. Like it seemed inauthentic for me to be pitching a product at all with a link to buy it. Like, like if I hadn't, if I was just saying that I'd be like, man, I like subscription services that like give me cool stuff that I didn't even know I wanted like bespoke and I wouldn't have a link and people would be like, what's bespoke? Like I'll look it up myself. But to be like, I got this one and I really liked it. Like, which of these That's appeals true. to you? Yeah. And to link it, it's like, well, he's selling me something yeah. and they don't even yeah. know why. It like, brings your, I mean, it brings your opinion or your published opinion under scrutiny of like, is it authentic or not? Like, or does, you know, when, when there's a, when there's a motive on the side, whether or not that was your primary motive, but like if there was any kind of incentive to you, visible incentive brings into question whether or not that's the reason you were doing it, you know? Right. That's actually how the app Level Up gained a lot of traction. Level Up is basically um, using a a code, um, like a QR code on your phone, you can pay for things at restaurants via your phone, so you don't have to carry your wallet around or anything. It just pays through, through your phone on an account. And to get people to sign up for it, they would give you a code, and if you got someone to like sign up and use that code first for their first payment or whatever, you would get a free $5 from it. So it was kind of an incentive. Like when I first signed up, they even sent me like a little cardboard box full of like a hundred or 200, just little cardboard cards. to like, yeah, almost just pass out and like plaster everywhere. So I would get people to like use it and get free money from it. But I never did it either because I just felt kind of weird about like, hey, get me free money by using this app. I like the app, but I use it all mm-hmm. the time. But yeah, I think there are certain. I mean, a product should speak for itself. Yes, and remember when Gmail first came out? Uh, it was invite only, and they gave you free invitations. And I feel like it just flips the whole advertisement, or like, uh, you know, try to. Su- try to sell this to your friends thing on its head. It's like, here, here's two things you can give to your friends. And possibly, like, if you're, um, if your bespoke, right, is that what it's called? Yeah. Box, like, gave you a, a coupon or, like, benefited your audience in some way. Um, it was like, all right, here, tweet this, and if someone joins up, they get something out of the deal. Right. I think it might, it, you know, you would have, even if you get something too, but you, you could be like, hey, this was really cool, and they gave me 10 bucks <laughs> off right. yours if you want to get it too. Like, this is kind of the whole background and like whole idea behind clout perks, I feel like, too. Well, actually, I, I was going to bring that up, is clout is exactly the same. Like, mm-hmm. clout really was like that. Like, you can kind of like get your friends to give you clout and stuff. And that becomes something that raises your personal, like, influential, like, level on that. Um, but basically, like, I kind of like where we're at with this, because I think this could actually make kind of a good challenge for the week, is to do, like, authentic advertisements. Like, 
for something we actually really yeah, like. Yeah, and like be real use. about it. Like if if they give you incentives, like mm-hmm. talk about the incentive and say like like okay, the most successful I've ever been with one of these things was Everlane. Yeah. Um, I have ordered something because you recommended them to me. Yeah, and like when I first got it, um, you had to like if you could get five people to sign up you could get it mm-hmm. and if you could get like 15 people to sign up or something you would get like free shipping for life wow. or something <laughs> like that cool. yeah like it was like something kind of cool like that and so like i posted it after one of my really in the know trendsetter san francisco friends posted it and i was clearly more in the know than all my friends that i had just graduated from college with in spokane but all of them were kind of into it so like i hit like 14 people nice so I never got my free shipping, but like <laughs> I did, uh, I got in and stuff and I, um, I don't know, like, I think that might've been just a little bit of a zeitgeist moment. Like that might've been the right thing at the right time. Yeah. But, uh, I would like to kind of try this and be like, you know, if, if there is no reason to like, uh, you know, to get people to sign up to still try and like. Like, I don't know, sell people on something that, like, you actually genuinely believe in. Yeah. Um, that's a really challenging thing to tweet without seeming in- inauthentic. Well, I sure. think it's really fun when the when the companies, like, jump onto it, too. Like, I'm from Texas, and <clears throat> our, like, big fast food chain we have there is Whataburger. It's kind of like what In-N-Out is to California. And... You know, when I go back to Texas and I, like, eat a Whataburger, I'll, like, tweet about it or take a picture and tweet at the Whataburger account. And sometimes they'll, like, respond or favorite it or something. And then I feel really good, like, that I even engaged the company because I actually, like, really enjoy their food and enjoy their product. So it's fun when the companies will, like, engage back with right. you, too. Yeah. You know, I'm not even necessarily trying to convince other people that Whataburger is great. Like that. You know what? That's, like, how um, I am for music. Like, I feel like, um... And cat gifts? Cat gifts. If there was, like, a cat gift master that was, like, he tweeted out from my domain, like, hello, he loves this cat gift. <laughs> uh, I don't know why everyone talks like that if they're the master of something. They... Well, you are good uh, at that impressions. Actually, that actually sounds like what I would imagine the cat, cat gift, gift master, master would yeah. sound like. <laughs> but even, like, okay, so even music, I feel like I haven't quite grasped the concept of, like, sharing with people because I know people don't have the same music taste as I do just because they're following me. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, like, I just tweeted out about the Almost. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a new album. I really liked it. I liked their last one, and I sort of was like, um, you know, the artist has still got it. Like, he, you know this is just, like, great album. But, like, I used, like, great, like, that was my descriptor. Like, I should have been like, hey, this is kick-ass Christian rock. If you're a Christian or you like rock, you'll probably like this. And people would have been like, oh, yeah, like, I'm one of those people. Or, like, someone would have been like, no, Christian rock's lame. And I'm like, well, listen to this song. And, like, then I've affected, like, (laughs) real, like, something real instead of saying... It would have sounded a little more like it was actually you saying something about it and not just... Not just you saying, this was great. This album is good and yeah. cool. Sure. I don't know. Like, it seems it seems so hard for me to, like, say, like, this product, this thing is good. Like, I was a tech editor forever, and I could, like, easily say, like, like this is the best phone. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's such, like, an, like, that's such a, like... Right. 
it's almost like an ultimatum. It's like agree <laughs> with me or argue. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like just say something is good. That's going to be our our challenge. Is we'll we'll figure out a better way of phrasing this. But, sure. like, to but be we're going to we're going to plug companies that we enjoy. Authentically plug. Like just try and like something. be real yeah. about sure. like a recommendation. Uh, on the point of music, I actually like listen. I mean, I don't really listen to the radio or anything. I don't even listen to uh, Pandora very often or, or or even Spotify radio. I get most of my music. Uh, new music from recommendations from people and that's either like just with just through conversation but a lot of it is through spotify the actual inbox to actually people will actually drop music on my inbox and i will drop music on other people that i know are interested in a particular style it's kind of a direct right. recommendation that way i'm i'm just pulling it up yeah i've got 287 tracks in my inbox on Spotify. I like use that a lot. So um, what people send you things? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean it's it's uh definitely like based on a sending back and forth kind of relationship, but um that's been my kind of music recommendation thing and I I'll go check out other people's um lists on there too, see what they have. Man, if we could connect Spotify to clout. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the magic happens. Clout finally paid off for me this week. Yeah? It finally... I got something great from it. Um, <laughs> okay, before you even start this, do not try and do your typical little spoiler self. Like, I don't want to hear if it was good. I don't want to hear if it was bad. I don't want to hear if it was exciting. Like, I want a completely <laughs> alien, like, encounter with this, this film. Okay? okay. All I will say... As a clout perk, you will not believe the third act. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh my god, he dies at the end. Oh! Superman is dead. Um, well, now I know he doesn't, which is different than Superman Returns. Thank you. Spoiler alert. Superman doesn't die. And he dies. Yeah, he does well. <laughs> um, anyway, so through a clout perk, I got tickets to go to the premiere red carpet screening of Superman. Are you serious? Man of Steel. So I got that too. I didn't go there. So <laughs> I already got to see it no, on Monday. That? I, I texted y'all I and, and asked if you wanted to go. That was working. Um, so I, I got to see it on Monday, which was actually, which was actually really cool. And since it was the red carpet premiere, they, they had like a video camera set up in the, the theater that we saw it in San Francisco. And in New York, they were actually having the red carpet premiere with all the actors. So, like, they would bring the Superman actor, like, up to the screen and be like, hey, we're showing this live at six wow. other theaters in the country. And then we would all get to be like, woo! And we'd be on national TV, wow. like, in the theater. It was kind of funny. Um, but then we got to see the movie. So it was, it was actually a really cool clout perk. Like, the first time I was legitimately yeah, like, that's man, this is, like, a legitimate thing. So. And pretty smart, really, like, use of clout. You know, it's, you know, definitely not uh, real. a measure <laughs> It's not real yet, but well, worth. Well, and clout, but clout made it, like, it's the I, whole thing, they made it pretty obvious, like, hey, make sure you tweet, yeah. like, hashtag Man of well, Steel tweeted it. this. So the whole time, I it's, was like... I'm at the premiere, you know, sure. talking about Superman. Sure, you know, if anything, it's just a measure of online presence, which is really what they wanted. Yeah, they want know, people tweeting about yeah. it. They want people talking about yeah. it. I think, okay. but it was it was a cool cloud perk. It was more than just like 
oh, here you get, you know, $5 off this iPhone case. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it was like a actually a really fun event. Um, I think, okay, if I was going to say clout is a thing, like, I mean, not the actual service, but if I was going to say, here's how you measure clout, I would say look at someone's Twitter followers, period. Like, the fact that, okay, like, for instance, the fact that you have... 3,000 friends on Facebook, let's say, or whatever the actual number is. It's like 3,500, right, Fletcher? Something like that. (laughs) Okay. More than that. If you wanted to measure someone's clout on Facebook, (laughs) I would say that that has to do with their subscribers, which are, or their followers, which are not their friends, because it's how many people are willing to listen to what you have to say, and that should be something completely opposite of, like... The people that you have to listen to what they have to say, but that mm-hmm. but that was an interesting that was an interesting case because um, when I got a majority of those followers is when I was actually pretty influential at A and M, and we didn't even like have Twitter yet. I didn't even like sign up for a Twitter account till like the end of my senior Don't year. Don't you feel like a fool? Like imagine <laughs> you'd be rolling. <laughs> well, so so like at at that time, like in you would have been what was it, like the master that actually of Aggie. Superman like, well, hello, my so, Aggie friend. I mean, at that at that time, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, like that that was the measure of influence, like the network that you had on Facebook, and it has definitely changed a little more because I would say real influence and stuff does come from Twitter because it's, it's more of like <laughs> it's more of a like here's what's real happening. Real influence comes from God, yes. not clout. Ed God. I feel like that's such a good joke, but like it will be last lost tweet, tweet God. Um. So like if we had had Twitter at that time, I'm sure you know my Twitter following would be you know, way bigger than it is because my influence at A&M at the time was way more than I would say I the influence that I have here now, you know. Sure. So sure, you're I saying you that, kind of, you peaked in college is kind of where your, your head is at? <laughs> Unless I become like a, a celebrity or a movie star, like maybe the president, I don't think I'm going to get the type of notoriety I had at A&M. I don't know. I don't think you can discount engage, just actual engagement, just like I mean, I mean, I can still post something on Facebook and get a hundred likes and thirty comments on it or something. Oh, it never know. happens. That's to me. crazy. How much <laughs> it is. Um, I'm sorry. I haven't been, I haven't spoofed or goofed for a very long time here. I've been nice. I've been kind, and now it's time to take you down a notch. Well, we'll we'll just we'll just have everyone listen to the time that Nick posted a GIF and got like three hundred retweets. That was literally his peak of Twitter. He might as well just like sign off at this point. I know, and it's like okay, I I would say my peak influence was influence. Weird how I said that influence instead of influence. Influenza. Dude, come on, just don't be. I just wanted to make a sound. Make a sound with this, okay? If this water makes a louder sound than the canned water, Uh, I'll laugh at you. Whoa, there it is. There's the sound. (laughs) Wow, that was a good sound. (laughs) He didn't get it off, but (laughs) he did not get it off. Um, when I was a tech journalist for IGN, I was constantly amazed that I could write an article that says. The iPhone 5 is the best phone out there and have 2,500 comments, 
Like that's of people just arguing about it. Like, yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Oh, and you know, like they would say stuff like, "Well, Nick Vargas, like, like any time I did Wii U, right? Like, I did a, a Wii U review, and one of like the, I mean, that was my most read thing I've ever written, and probably if I become a famous novelist, it still won't get the kind of hits that that Wii U review got. <laughs> And it was, like, one of the top ten probably best comments was, like, well, everyone knows, like, Nick Vargas is a, like, dyed-in-the-wool Sony fanboy. And it's like, <laughs> shit, son, I've never even owned a Sony product. Like, <laughs> I've never had a PlayStation. I've never had a PS. But, every, but like, everyone does. knows. And, like, 600 upvotes. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, you discredited me. Like... <laughs> Like, that's insane. Like, okay. But another thing I think is, like, I stand by this. And, like, I think I could honestly make a case for this. Um, I work at iTunes, and everything that I think I could actually be influential about, I really can't talk about. Like, I can't say if, like, an artist comes out with, like, a CD that I think is, like, the shittiest thing on earth. Like, I could never tweet about that, right? Like, that's, that would, maybe I wouldn't get in trouble or anything, but, like, that would just be, like, a kind of crappy thing to do. Like, yeah. if I was a tech journalist, I wouldn't be like, man, tech has been more boring this year than, like, it's ever been, ever. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. So, like, you know, music, movies, books, uh, tech. Yeah. Like, those are all things I don't tweet about yeah. anymore. So now I'm just, like, this lost man that's, like... I'm, like, Dude. one syringe away from being just full-time Listen, weird Twitter you now. Got cat, <laughs> you got cat gifts. You and got weird photography. Twitter. Photography works. I could do photography, but there is many... Of, like, how do you take yourself seriously? Like, am I ever going to be on Twitter and I'm going to be like, guys, I know you guys don't know this, but I'm actually an artist. <laughs> like, here is... Like, sometimes I'm like, do I actually, like... Do I just have to start another Twitter account that's, like, at Nicholas Vargas? And that's like, hey, guys, actually, this whole time, I was pretty funny and out there, but I'm also an artist. At, <laughs> at Nicholas Photon. Take me Nick, seriously. Nick Artgus. Nick Artgus. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Vartgus. Well, Vart sounds weird. Vart? It sounds like when you toot in a vacuum. At Vartgus? Art Vargas. Art Vargas. Snart Vargas. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I just think, like, if you guys want to get, like, insta-famous on Twitter, just tweet intelligently about one thing and one thing only. And or get on a weird Twitter and misspell all your words. I just think we're past the golden age of Twitter where people were just haphazardly following other people that they didn't know personally and, like, wanted to hear things from because they read three good tweets. Like, same for Instagram. Like, I just don't think people are going around following strangers as much. Like... Where I follow we're, well, I follow a lot of people on weird Twitter just because their jokes make me laugh. Like I, I use I see Twitter as like a source of comedy. I actually would say that people I interact with the most I've never even met in real life on Twitter. But like when, okay, when last did you follow someone on Twitter like that? Uh, well, I've been following today, a lot actually, of I weird think, tweeters. Today, actually, I think. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> weird Twitter is just a different realm. No, I think you're right, though. Like, you have to really kind of get in on the ground floor, and that is why in freaking, I don't know, a year from now, I'm going to have more Vine followers than anything else. Like, Because you started at the beginning. I get, if I open up Vine right now, I'm willing to bet right now that I have, oh, I opened it during this podcast. 
<laughs> so that's a bad example. No, 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 no. You already bet. But my activity for the for the day is seriously four followers wow. today, and I haven't vined since I was at your house during your lockdown week. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just, I just really like attention. I guess is what it really comes. <laughs> Which is why we're to. doing this podcast in the first. That's place. true. That you want to talk about missing the golden age? We're like, what do you think, guys? Could we? Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. People are like, I've been looking for a podcast. Guys, I haven't been able to find a podcast. I've been scouring. Let's start an audio podcast <laughs> where we talk about stuff. Okay, here's here's another topic that we wanted to talk about too, and this is kind of a good segue that goes into it for being segues. being in the golden age. Just um, about segues for sure. Facebook for the long time has like really tried to stay separate like be its be its own thing but they have now just recently started allowing hashtags and facebook just now is recognizing hashtags you can search by hashtags on facebook so it's pretty exciting to me so this is kind of like when when facebook came along myspace tried to mold itself to do some of what facebook was was doing because myspace was just dying at that time and now twitter's come along and now Facebook is trying to catch up with like, oh, this is the way things are happening nowadays and is trying to keep up with how people interact on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. So, pretty interesting. I'm going to search a hashtag on Facebook right now. All right. The only podcast. Oops. <laughs> no, T-O-P-I-T-W. Hashtag T-O-P-I-T-W. And if he doesn't find anything, it's all your fault. Actually, you know what? I never get the latest... Facebook things. I don't have graph search or anything. Oh, okay. I think you need graph search. Okay, the last... Can uh, someone get me graph search? Challenge to our listeners. Dude, I just need to introduce you to my influential friends. (laughs) I had graph search since Nam. My name is Dean, and I have a cloud of 66. Can you please give me graph search? (laughs) Thank you. Can you you not just go on there and... Like sign up, like put. No, me on I the did link. that. I did that like way before anyone else that I know who has it. That's how I. That. That's how I got it. They're out to get me. <laughs> it's because you're not American. No, they're jealous of how <laughs> like I don't know foreign influential you, like, I, you know, are. I have a hundred and eighty Twitter followers. <laughs> 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 they're not trying to declare war here. <laughs> They're like, this guy is going to at who least a third of those have logged in in the last year. I am Dean Catalina, and I have 180 <laughs> Twitter followers. They're like, <laughs> they're like this guy is going to be using way too many hashtags. All right? if, we, if there's a bug in graph search, 180 people are going to know about it. Mm. Here's a joke I've always wanted to make on Twitter, and it doesn't work, Okay. I always wanted to do something where it was like hashtag browns and people would just instantly read it as hash browns, but they would mm, never. No, it wouldn't. It just, everyone would read it as hashtag browns. No. Yeah, and in my mind, I'm just like, but it should be funny. Um, that's funny. That was actually our main, our main topic for the night was the hashtags on Facebook, but like we only got, you know, 20, no, 17 minutes left, and that's just enough time to answer some questions if you have so hopefully you guys some funny stuff okay before we you know get real cute with our listeners here now that we're done with the serious stuff 
that hashtags on Facebook are good or bad? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really like hashtags on Facebook. I guess I understand the concept of it's it's easier to search for things and you know you can tag things and search for other people posting about the same thing. That's like the reason for hashtags. But at this moment in time, when people tie their Twitter account to their Facebook and it automatically posts their tweet on their Facebook timeline, and then Facebook just ends up covered with hashtags, it I don't know. It just doesn't look clean to me, and I don't like it. I like it. I think uh, it's been a long time coming, and if Facebook wants... Well, what I think they want is people to be publishing, maybe not all, but some posts to the public sphere and if they want those posts to be seen at all like a search of this nature is kind of essential yeah I don't mind it I think people will use them anyway so they might as well have some functionality yeah. they've become a cultural mainstay so like might as well yep. I'm pretty sure hashtag was the word of the year in 2012 hash browns well, hashtag browns one of the most hashtagged word hashtag. in 2012 hashtag that's another user challenge, uh, listener challenge. Listener user challenge here. If you use this podcast, hit us up with the most used hashtag Browns of the year. We're culturally relevant. I would like to see. I would like to see which we listener. We have a Twitter. Oh, we have a Snapchat. I would like to see which Facebook listener book. can come up with the longest hashtag and post it in our Facebook group account. No. Yes. That's so lame. Do it. Has to make That's silence of the lame. Has to be funny. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. We love you, and you love us too much, and so we need to take it down a notch by answering your questions to show that we are just people. Speaking of just people, did you guys <laughs> read that Kanye West interview this year? This. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Holy crap! That then he was like, "Well, I'm glad that I interrupted Taylor Swift, but I wish I had worn a different shirt." Yeah. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Wow. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> The questions, yeah, uh, and and to the we listeners, go ahead and read. Less Kanye. than an hour ago, fewer than an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> we posted this underneath uh, an hour ago, and uh, we've got thirty-one comments on it. Did you have you by four hundred people? Need you, some of them you. teamed up into groups and wrote a single comment. Um, what would your what do you think your rival's favorite color would be? Oh, this is Harry easy. Schneidman. Um, Nick, go. I would clearly be the black and red team, so my rival's colors would be white and blue, because <laughs> that's like the Disney, like, good team, bad team, and my colors, if I could choose my colors, would be black and red. So you're the bad team. I guess. Mm. I'm Miami Heat. I think I'm worse than you. Well, you want to be black on black? Like, <laughs> there's only one worse color scenario. If our gameplay has anything to say about it. Don't you think, though, like, black on black, like, that would be the ultimate, like, like, look at those guys. You can't even read their numbers. That's like, <laughs> that's like, that's, like, that's like, yeah. That's a poor color scheme choice. <laughs> and the legibility. <laughs> when I'm marching to war, I definitely want to have all my guys wearing jerseys and cataloged by number. Yep. Okay. So mine would be black and red. Yours would be. I would say my enemy would probably be red because that's just mentally, you know, you see bad as red, like red lights and everything. It's like a bad color. So. Okay. If you really don't like someone, you don't want them to be like a happy color. I see them as an evil red. All right. 
Um, how many monkeys really fit in a barrel? Uh, Timothy Peanut Butter Johns asked this question. Are they alive or dead monkeys? Okay, oh, that's, that's up to a you. Little gross. Or we're plastic, talking standard, plastic monkeys. No, real monkeys, standard barrel. Barrel of a shotgun. No monkeys. monkeys <laughs> way too big to be in the barrel of a shotgun. You might be able to answer this what better being from Africa. Africa. Uh, Dean has actually done this several times. Stuffed monkeys and barrels. That's actually an African. I'm just uh, trying to African think thing, back right? to last. That's what they do when they don't have this. a soccer ball. Usually six, sometimes seven. Yeah, seven. <laughs> That's it. Seven monkeys. It's your answer. <laughs> it depends on what the monkeys are, but clearly uh, seven. <laughs> Regardless of size. Regardless of size, we can make seven fit. Um, you guys posted so many comments. Yeah, you can't I'm even like read through to, all. Of them. Uh, we're not going to get through all of these, and I don't want to find the best ones. Wait, no. Okay, here's the two questions. I'm going to read them back to back. Kate says, "If you could have dinner with anyone in history, dead person, who would it be? Why? What would you eat? What would you wear?" Then immediately after that, Timothy P.B. Johns asks, if you could have dinner with anyone in history, dead person, how many marshmallows can you put in your mouth at the same time? <laughs> That's great. Okay, but we're not answering those questions. Those are <laughs> We just wanted to read the questions. I would say marshmallows in my mouth is probably the same as monkeys in a barrel. Who are five living people you would like to get drunk with? Now, if you're not comfortable getting drunk, you can choose to drink water out of cans. I would say Dean, Nick, and three of myself. <laughs> Five of <laughs> Is that three of yourself including yourself? I guess it must Five be. Other Five other people, so there will be four of me <laughs> and the two of you. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> master uh, of all languages or master of all instruments? Wait, are we, are we only and like one of us? you can't speak. <laughs> All languages are all musical instruments? Oh, clearly all languages. Hands down. Mm. That's tough. There might be instruments that just play. See, if I had a genie, that's always been like, those would be my top two wishes, is be, really? be like fluent in all languages and then be like a master of all instruments. Well, master of all instruments, though. Could you communicate with animals, too? <laughs> Why? <laughs> wow, you threw a monkey wrench in the uh, barrel. <laughs> if you could speak to monkeys, <laughs> we're up to eight uh, monkeys. Man, if eight. you could speak to monkeys, would they also put you in the barrel? Um, ah, that's tough because both of them are so extremely useful. You know what's less useful than being the best at all the instruments is just talking to people. <laughs> well, I don't know. But I mean, like, if it's, like, master of the English language, and that means that you are, like, the best writer in the world also, like, that's, no, that's like, th clearly more beneficial. No, but, I think... I mean, you can clearly get a job speaking every language in the world. Yeah. That's not what you'd use it for. You'd be in prism. You guys are vastly, like, underutilizing the what? gift of being able to talk to, like... Any human being in the world in their language. It did like, not say human beings. It said all languages. Oh. <laughs> okay, well then there you go. You can even talk to aliens. When can I you, go to Mars, I could definitely use that on all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying something real though. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that'd just be fantastically useful. <laughs> no, 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 like, um, that's such a like to me. Like, I'd love to 
travel and see other cultures and stuff, and uh, I have a little bit, but not like that would really. That's the limiting factor is language. Like, if, to me, I don't know. And if I mean, that was gone, like, every country suddenly becomes very navigable. Like, yeah. well, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, feel like you, you can go travel were in the anyway. Best band in the world, you would travel there, and people would be like, "What? What would they be like? They'd be like, <laughs> oh." And you'd be like, Did a thought cross your mind about which which accent to impersonate to seem least racist? And you <laughs> that was French? Whoa, that was an instrument. Oh, no, I actually you spoke, spoke in, in French. French. Because that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> like, I don't know how to say what's your name in any other language. I'm the master of no languages, and I'm mediocre at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have to go instrument on this instruments on this one to just be able to walk up to any musical instrument and be a master at it. Right. That's. I mean. Okay. I don't know. Okay. To that side. To that answer's credit. Like you could stick around here and be like revered. You know. Well, or you I, can. I could go to some little African tribe and then they're like. In their like dance with some little like flute carved out of wood, could I'd be like communicate with the music. <laughs> I mean, the master of all instruments, that doesn't really matter to me. If it was the master of one instrument and one language, I would choose language because I'd choose English and I'd be the best writer in the world. Like, that'd be great, neat, like, great. But I only need, like, a couple instruments. I'm not trying to be better than Modest Mouse. Like, I just just need to be as good as Modest Mouse. (laughs) Slightly Modest Mouse. Yeah. Arrogant Mouse. Alright, Kate Count says, always speak in a really high voice or always walk on your tiptoes, even when running. Ooh. <laughs> really high voice. What was the question? <laughs> because the really high voice doesn't pain me, it just pains everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you could hide the tiptoes thing when you're sitting down talking to someone. Um, you couldn't hide the high voice thing. Yeah, but again, it's, it doesn't. So, it's not going to bother me. It's bothering everyone else. If I'm walking around on my tiptoes all the time, it freaking hurts. I mean, I'd rather. Yeah, you can just wheelchair everywhere. That's what I was thinking, and then I thought, is that like an insensitive thing to say? But then you went for it, so thank you. Um, <laughs> crutches, like, it, like if the problem is that you're walking too much on your tippy toes, but you get to keep your voice, you know, just don't walk. But keep your voice. That's, Just take that's a scooter. Get a hover around. Why do we park on... <laughs> why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Michael Johansson. <clears throat> well, you see... Let's get into this a little bit, guys. Well, you see, when a man loves a woman and... What's a parkway? I don't know. Like a highway. <laughs> Never heard of it. Come on, Michael. <laughs> Master of zero languages. <laughs> Why do we drive on parkways? We don't. Come on. Do y'all even know five people you'd like to... Drink with? Drink some things with? No, I couldn't name five people. Name one person. What? It doesn't have to be the best. It has to be a person that's alive and you have to get drunk with them. I feel like I would choose the prophet of the Mormon church. That would be <laughs> pretty interesting. 
And then you're like, whoa, dude, you're drunk. Whoa, you just admitted that you don't <laughs> get revelations. <laughs> what? I hope none of our Sorry, listeners Mormon are friends. Mormon. Uh, you guys are tight. <laughs> we would love to get drunk with you, too. Oh, yeah, especially <laughs> you guys. Um, chunky or smooth? Chunky. Chunky. Pia Duffy. Yeah, Pia, PD. Chunk. PD. Let me tell you something, PD. When I was a kid, I thought smooth was the way to be, and I grew up, and now it's chunky. It's chunky all the way. It's all yeah. chunk. Yeah. I kind of had the opposite experience. Oh, really? Growing up. I was like, chunky, that's novel. And then I was like... But smooth, that's also novel. Yeah. Let me get smooth, put it on some whole wheat bread, or nine grain, you know what I'm saying? So you have chunky bread. Right. But not the chunky bread. And then there's a greater contrast. You're not just like doing chunky everything and drinking a coconut water with pulp in it as well. Well, wait, I assume that you're... chunky jelly? When you use chunky, you're talking about like peanut butter and jelly mostly, right? Like, that's Uh, what we're kind of talking about, right? I Uh, thought peanut butter and bananas. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Well, what do you... I mean, what do you put like peanut butter on (laughs) You're also putting jelly. Yeah, on exactly. Your... But like, where is your texture in a PB and J? Sorry, Timothy, not about From you. From the nine grain. Yeah, right. you need like Doritos in there. You need to slip <laughs> a few Doritos in there and call it a knife. <laughs> or you can have chunky PBs. I don't know. I haven't actually had peanut butter in a very long time. All right, chunky it is. I think we have time for one more question. Oh, better be good. Better be good. That's going to disappoint me. The best. If you can hear me right now. <laughs> yeah, finish up. From the future. Ooh. That looks like a long one. I'm not going to read the long ones now. I'm going to read them later and comment on them. <laughs> up or Toy Story, Story 3. That's a little bit of a modification of two questions, but... Pia Duffy asked, which movies have triggered waterworks for you? And then uh, Timothy Peanut Butter John said, Up and Toy Story 3 come to mind. So Up or Toy Story 3? No, wait. Which movie has triggered Which of the two? That's not what it says. We're more tear-jerking. You dirty dog. You just combined two questions, and Up and Toy Story 3 did very little. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, so... Most sentimental... No, which one, which movie, which movies have you cried to? That's the question. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. (laughs) That sounds South African as hell. It's it's Nicolas Cage doing an Italian accent on a Grecian island. (laughs) Is it, you really cry? With Penelope Cruz. He cried because it was Nicolas Cage doing a terrible Italian accent. A single tear may have rolled down my cheek. I don't know. Same as Ghost Rider. Like, <laughs> and the rock. It's like that level of emotion. Uh, He's related to Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, really. That's why he gets all those movie I went, roles. I went to their to the Francis Ford Coppola's I, uh, winery up in Napa. It's nice. I'm actually not sure if like legitimately cried in a movie, but maybe the closest I've come was How to Train Your Dragon. Mm, in yeah. the montage where he like gets to know the dragon. That's oh, really? Not at the end. Uh. No, I was like, there was like Whoa. there was some serious goosebump moments when uh, the dragon like where like the dragon learns to trust him 
through the duration of the song. In, uh, <laughs> I need a montage. <laughs> and he like reaches out his hand, which is something he tried before, and the dragon freaked out. And like at the end of the song, and it's like super awesome music, and the dragon like moves its nose closer and like touches his hand. Oh my gosh, you're crying. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> Everyone's gonna know. You're bawling your you're bawling your eyes out, dude. A movie that I can't watch without crying, I cry every time, is Big Fish. Oh, dude, that movie is good. That movie rocks me to my core at the end. I just lose it. Wow. That's a good one. Okay. Um, I don't know that I've really cried a lot in movies, but there's been, like, super emotional parts of movies where I've, like, had that actual reaction. And then there's been White Squall. Which is the first movie I forced myself to cry in when I, back when I had a... <laughs> Tear ducts. I had a VCR built into my little TV, and in White Squall, there's this guy that, like, wets his pants or something, and then the ship is sinking, and he's locked in this room, and he's drowning, and he's like, get out, like, go, and he's, like, banging on the window, and he's, like, kind of scared, but he's like, go, go, just go. And it's supposed to be sad, but it's not really sad. But I really wanted to say I cried to that movie. So, like, I kept pausing it and rewinding it and, like, rubbing my eyes. And going, oh, my God. Oh, why did they kill him? Why did they kill him? I was, like, six, though. So, like, I probably oh. didn't sound like that. No. Um, it was a lot more. Yeah, but, like, I think I was able to, like, I don't know, like, punch my eyes until a tear or two fell out. And so White Squall really hit me in the emotional funny bone. Hit him literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then on the second question, up, up over Toy Story. Yeah, up. up. Yeah, up. yeah. I mean, uh, if you don't cry during like the, if you don't shed like one tear during the first fifteen minute montage, I remember watching movie, up with you a room not, of people. You do not have a soul. And uh, like all the girls in the room were like horrified after the first like ten minutes of the movie, like felt absolutely betrayed by Disney. Like <laughs> they were like, "What? You can't." You can't do that to us. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, up. I actually... Well, actually, I don't know. I just... I felt like Toy Story 3 was really good, but it wasn't, like, as good as everyone was saying it was because Toy Story is the same movie three times. <laughs> um, it was still really good, but not, like, in a tear-jerking kind of way. It's weird because I have no, like, sentimental attachment to those toys in particular, which I hear, like many of my friends do like like just those specific ones yeah. like I didn't have a potato head or anything mm-hmm. um, so Toy Story 3 was like cute but like didn't mean a lot to me I don't know totally <sighs> it's been a long night guys <laughs> yeah. I hope you're still with us everybody yeah I don't even know. Like, we might. Why just... do we have to talk about tearjerker movies? Why do we have yeah, to end with that? Why don't we say laugh jerkers? Why don't we say laugh jerker movies? Hot rod. Hot rod. Favorite laugh jerker? Hot rod. <laughs> okay. Um, Scott well, Pilgrim. Okay. Yeah. Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim is good. Hot rod. The same movie. <laughs> Basically, right? <laughs> I'm in lesbians with you. Hot rod quote. <laughs> no, that's a Scott Pilgrim. I know, I know. Oh, I was. Yeah. Come on, I was. Come on, hot rod. Quote. Come on. Okay, he missed it entirely. He'll listen to it again tomorrow, and he'll realize. Come on, that I too <laughs> was making a joke. Uh, okay, so that's it for this week. This week we're gonna try and 
not advertise, but we're going to try and sell you guys on something that we think you should be sold on that is actually good. Um, so buy our things. Wouldn't it be funny if we had received money <laughs> to advertise something and then set it up yeah, <laughs> with right. all of this? <laughs> Don't hate us. We're just trying it out three different ways. Um, <laughs> we all tweet the same company, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cherry goth lip balm is the best. <laughs> Hashtag the best. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, follow us on Twitter at the only tweets. At Nick Vargas, at Dean Casalina, at F. Massey. Fletcher Massey. Don't correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. Um, and then uh, Facebook us, the only podcast in the world. And please... The only group in the world. Eh? Oh, well, I mean, there are two. Oh, okay. Yeah. All of the above. And if you like our podcast... Go ahead and hit iTunes. Give it five stars. I'm not really sure what the point is, but like I kind of like to see that yeah. we got five star ratings. For and it won't tell us until enough people have done it. Yeah. So like you know, do your part because we get together every Wednesday for you guys, and like we haven't asked for your money yet, and we were supposed <laughs> to this week. This episode costs ninety nine cents, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, we basically are in, in love with you guys. Mm. And it's not weird because it's true. And this is the only good thing we have in our lives. <laughs> so we're here for you. We actually do this seven nights a week and just try and practice for we tonight. We pick the best one. But then we get so nervous on Wednesdays that we just kind of <laughs> screw it up. That's all. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. And as always, uh, you guys suck. <laughs> Love no, you. Really, you guys are good. We love you. You guys Bye. are basically good. We love you.